This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. All right, uh, we're going to flip it to, well, Calvin Ridley came from the NFC South. We'll stay there in the NFC South, and we'll talk about the Saints here. Obviously, the big storyline for them is the fact that they signed Derek Carr. Uh, a no-trade clause again for Derek Carr. Good for him. Good for him. No trade clause <laughs> again. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, you know, Derek Carr. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't mean to, you know, I'm not trying to bag on Carr or anything, but it's like, it's not like he's an elite player, you know, but he's certainly gotten elite treatment uh, with his contracts, which I think has been yeah. uh, good for him. Good for him to finesse that, man. Four years, 150, uh, more like a two year deal, two or three year deal. Uh, for the Saints, but I, I think a, a very reasonable deal for the Saints. I think it's a good deal for Derek Carr. But again, that no trade clause again, man, he gets to basically dictate where he goes uh, at the end of this contract if he decides to do that again. Anyways, um, how do you feel does- about the the Saints? Like, how do you feel though about just on the car thing? You know, because I know we've talked about it before on the show, like, you know, the NFC South and all. I think mm-hmm. we both really liked Carr as a fit here. And, yes. you know, some people have feelings about this is a bad team building move. Like the saints need to start over. They need to rebuild. I mean, I, what are you going to do? Like, you're really going to blow this entire thing up. Like, and, and like, they've been kicking this roster. They've been kicking the can <laughs> down the road on this roster for so long, maxing out their credit card bills for so long. Their, right. their tax guy gets their papers here in a couple weeks. And they're, uh, it's a, it's a nightmare. The, the tax forms for the new Orleans saints. Like, are you really just going to, you're going to, you're just going to it's a, it's over like you traded up for Chris Olave. And now you're just going to stop trying, trying, you know, like I think it was an imperfect solution. It was kind of a perfect solution for an imperfect team, basically, because Carr is going to give you what, what definitely top 15 quarterback play. And he's easily the best quarterback in the division. I don't know. What did you feel about the, their decision? To actually, just go ahead and make this move. <clears throat> Well, they can still win the division. I mean, the division's so weak. Uh, they can oh, they yeah, can just go easily. out there and win the division. Uh, so. Um, so again, I, I think it's, I think it's a good move for them. They have an aging roster. I don't even think they've got pieces to move unless it's on the defensive side of the football or on the offensive line, which I don't think they want to do. Right. So they could yeah. move some pieces on the defensive side. Uh, Cam Jordan, I think obviously would, would garner a lot of interest. Um, but again, it's an aging offensive roster. I mean, even guys like Alvin Kamara, first of all, what's his status? offensively we don't know know. uh maybe a suspension might be coming i don't know right but even he is i hate to say because i think he's like what 28 years old or whatever but he's certainly you know uh, he's like in his prime like right now right now 
but didn't have a very years, good year last year. Uh, he didn't have a great year last year, but I, I think that's the offensive play calling for me. For me, I, I'm I'm not sure why Alvin Kamara. You're trying to jam him inside and and have him be a between the tackles runner. To me, that doesn't matter. Why are you not throwing the ball to one of the David best Johnson pass catching on passing downs? Like, why why are we doing this, Saints? I don't I don't know. It's, he's literally one of your best offensive players. You're putting him in a position where he cannot succeed. So I don't understand. Anyways. <clears throat> Neither here nor there, but he's got, you know, let's say he's got two years left as a prime time player. Okay. Well, that lines up with Derek Carr, does it not? Uh, Again, Jarvis Landry is there. Michael Thomas is there, who we'll get to in just a moment. But they also have an emerging superstar in Chris Olave. I think there may be a couple offensive, maybe one offensive lineman away from really securing uh, that offense. And actually, to be honest with you, Matt, I actually think – if Derek Carr is a top 15 to top 12 quarterback, this team's not that far away offensively from actually being, mm-hmm. I don't want to say a championship team because they're not there. They're not, they're just not there, but certainly an interesting team, a playoff team. Uh, and again, not just because they're playing in the NFC South, but like a legitimate NFC playoff team. Well, you just look across the NFC. Like I think Rogers is probably not playing for green Bay this year. Just the amount right. of, quarterback questions in the nfc i don't mind um these teams like the giants or or the saints saying like hey let's try to just push this in the next two years like we'll pay normally i don't love paying for competency at quarterback but um these two te- you know just these two teams have done and and the seahawks too with geno smith although i think yep. geno was better than both of those guys last year for sure um, especially early on in the season like let's just pay for competency try to build up the rest of the roster and just go for it like because the nfc is so watered down right now i i kind of can understand that calculus at this point and with Carr specifically like i know that there are some people especially you know stat dorks and fantasy heads and and will immediately point to like well but look at Andy Dalton and all of these metrics last year he played really well he was like a PFF grade darling you know he was really good in a bunch of <laughs> he like, really was a bunch of advanced really and he was really good in a bunch of a, bu- a bunch of advanced metrics I would yeah. counter that by saying one Watch probably because he was throwing to it well yeah for obviously first of all watch the games dude right yeah um first of all he was (laughs) we'll talk about it here in a second but he was throwing to a guy who was almost always open in chris olave we'll talk about him in a second and number two that probably helps your your pff grade and all that stuff and two if andy dalton was quarterback 25 in any of those metrics next year would you be surprised at all no i think with Derek carr (laughs) right you're paying for like a little bit more certainty than andy dalton on the back nine of his career there's a there's a familiarity there with the head coach. So right. yeah, Andy Dalton was good. Like that's why I'm because Andy Dalton was good last year, f- functional last year, I should say. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, let's slow a roll. NFL. Let's slow a roll and good. He, he was, I mean, remember uh, our late great friend, Chris Wessling always had the Dalton scale. I think he was he perfectly he was, Dalton yeah. scale last year. He go. was the prime meridian of NFL quarterbacks last year was Andy Dalton. So because that's why I'm not going to go out and say like, oh, this is a massive upgrade for like fantasy for like Chris Olave. But again, it's just paying for certainty, I think, a little bit. Yeah, I, you're right. You're 100% right in, in that Andy Dalton at any point could just fall apart. You know what I mean? Um, especially with his age right now. But OK, let's get right into it. Chris Olave. Um, I feel like having read a lot of your stuff before, this is a player that you are extremely, extremely excited about. Am I, am I correct in saying that? 
love this guy. Uh, I, I love <laughs> there it is. Um, there it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's awesome. Uh, and, you know, this is a player that in last year's draft class, reception perception really showed that he was a, a dude, that he was a guy. He was a dog, right? Like he was yeah. someone that I think, you know, in different circles was doubted a little bit because he was teammates with Garrett Wilson. He was teammates with Jackson mm-hmm. Smith and Jigba. He was, right. oh, he was a dreaded, you know, he wasn't an early declare that that's a, a big red flag and stuff like that, but you just watched him play. And this was reflected in reception perception. He was a stone cold stud. I mean, a route runner that you just don't see at the college level. So advanced, such a good technician and could also lift the lid. Like he could take the top off a defense too. And all of that translated immediately. I mean, again, for, for people that are not are new to the website, even, even uh, old subscribers too, this is a new thing I'm doing this year that like, because this free agent class is so boring and like, I'm not trying to say, Hey, we just dropped a bunch of content. Here's a, you know, check out Paris Campbell, McCole Hardman, Darius Slayton. It's like, okay, well, if a quarterback change happens like this car thing, let's throw up the Chris Olave profile. So it's up on the site right now. And it's right. awesome. I mean, he was, he's a guy that wins at all three levels of the field. Um, I mean, just an incredible rookie season. We know that 75.8% success rate versus man coverage, 77.5% success rate versus press that's you know that's stud level stuff that's that's the stuff right. that like when you see guys being you know over that 80th percentile in both of the you know success rate versus press and success rate versus man and also can beat zone coverage at an above 80 percent rate you know those are your terry mclaurin types those are your um you know obviously he if he continues to grow he could be like a stefan diggs type that was a player i comped him to based Whoa. on reception perception I love, I mean, I love this guy, dude. He's, he's so good. I still feel, I still feel like he's a little Ooh. bit underrated just in terms of uh, how good he is. You know, he didn't really get Oh, for sure for he offensive. is, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, don't you think? I'm, I'm yeah, not being no, crazy, am I? No, no, no. You're hundred percent right. We, we actually talked about this um, on the show a little bit because uh, he's so good. He's so productive right out the gates. And it's like, we didn't see a lot of headlines regarding Chris Olave. Um and in my theory is that we just didn't see a lot of, well, first of all, I didn't have a lot of touchdowns. Right. So like that's one. Four, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, and the other one is I, I just, what, what is like that signature catch that Olave yeah. had? I don't think he had a lot of those. Oh, wow. Moments, you know, like George Pickens is on the literal opposite end of the spectrum. You know, it's like, <laughs> yes, didn't yes. make a lot of plays. But when he made plays, like like half of them were like, oh, my God, like, geez, what a catch uh, from Pickens, right? And I think Olave fits more into that just like, dude, the guy's just so open. He doesn't have to make those catches, if that makes any sense. Yes. Uh, and, I, and I think that kind of sort of, you're right, like, why didn't he get more love for, like, you know, you know, AP rookie of the year or whatever it was, he probably should have. Right. So like, um, yeah. he was so productive for God's sakes. I mean, the dude had over a thousand yards as a rookie. I mean, come on, dude. Like the guy was amazing. Yeah. He was great. And he was cons- pretty consistent throughout the entire season too. And, and again, we're talking about him, I think elevating Andy Dalton to be like PFF sixth best quarterback or whatever it is. So right. I think, I think Andy Dalton knows a lot of that PFF cred to, to Chris Olave always being open. Another <laughs> thing I think go. people don't, don't appreciate about Olave and then they're right about this is you know he's got a lot of flack for not being a yak receiver in college he's not a yak receiver in the pros and and you're right those are the type of plays not even just catches but like 
you know, Debo Samuel gets a slant and houses it for 57 yards and people Jalen you know, Waddle yeah. go, go, go crazy. Right. And I get it. Cause that stuff's super impressive. And that's part of playing wide receiver. Chris Olave was brought down on first contact on 82.4% of his in space attempts in mm. reception perception. That is not his game, but look at his route tree. He ran a slant. This is, by the way, bonkers stuff. He ran a slant on 7.4% of his routes in reception perception. And he's wow. still getting open at that insane rate. That like wow. he's not running these little Mickey Mouse routes and then like, oh, let me break two tackles to get 14 yards. He's running a dig route, getting wide ass open. He's got 14 yards at the catch mm. point. So it's different styles of wide receivers. Again, like What's more impressive, the guy catches a little Mickey Mouse route and breaks two tackles and runs for 14 yards, or the guy has you know, pristine, perfect technique, beats press coverage, man coverage, zone coverage, whatever it is, runs the dig route and catches 14 or an out route, 14 yards right there. The quarterback has a wide open window to throw it. I, I would argue that there are just two ways to do it, but that technique is so impressive, and that's what makes Olave a great player. And I think you know, the throws that Derek Carr and uh, Devontae Adams were so in sync on last year, you know, we Adams had his highest yards per catch of his entire career last year with Carr. Those dig routes, those out routes, those intermediate routes, I think that's going to be a big, big part of this connection going forward. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Right, so to your point, uh, nearly 40% of his routes were corner nine or post, right? So we're talking about going long. Uh, this is That is, in today's NFL, when you're talking about number one wide receiver, that is pretty nuts. You know what I mean? Like, that's more, that's more reserved for, like, specialty dudes, you know? Like, specialty over-the-top mm-hmm. guys. But that's not what Olave was. <laughs> like, Olave's, yeah. like, a legitimate number one running yeah, guys you know, 37% that do that over the top. Guys that do that then don't have like a 75% success rate versus man coverage that right. I would, I would, I mean, I don't, I don't know that a lot of guys in RP history have route trees like this, but I would venture to, if I went back and looked like guys that are running 40% downfield routes, I would venture that he's probably the only one that has a success rate this high. Wow. That's just wow. bonkers stuff. Yeah. It's craziness to me. Okay. So, you bring up the Stefan Dix comp. Uh, also, when you look at his route tree, by the way, uh, to see his full route tree, obviously go to the website, receptionperception.com. Uh, but to see his full route tree, it's almost all green. <laughs> Matt, again, I, I've gone through a lot of your stuff. Can you remember a rookie that was like this? Like, he has been crazy successful 
almost an entirely green route tree as a rookie. There are not that many examples of this uh, through the hundreds of guys that you've charted. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to maybe go back to like um, Odell Beckham's rookie year. You know, uh, that obviously was in 2014. That is long before I wasn't even doing color coded charts back in in reception, reception 2014. <laughs> <you> so I <laughs> maybe have to go back to that. Um, that that that's definitely a contender for maybe a full green rookie route tree because he literally still ha- Beckham still has the third best. Uh, success rate versus man coverage score in reception perception history from that rookie year. Uh, number wow. one, he still holds, which is just insane. It, it's yeah, insane. It's he still holds the record for success rate versus press coverage from that rookie year. You know, those that that might be the closest one. Um, Justin Jefferson's rookie year, I'd have right. to look at that one. But th- that that actually is probably the closest. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going and looking at it right now. Justin Jefferson's 2020 profile on our website receptionperception.com. He uh, has a, he's got two red routes, out route, flat route, just struggling turning left, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, Justin <laughs> Jefferson, I think. Okay. Um, although you're not know, gonna obviously run an out route from the other side of the field. I get it. I'm, I'm just making a joke there. But yeah, yeah. no, uh, he, that was probably the closest one in terms of a rookie season that's comparable. Um, his his success rates are better. His success rate versus press is higher, 96 percentile for um, Justin Jefferson's success rate versus press there, but. Yeah, that's probably the closest one, like to an all green route tree um, that we've got there. It'd be Olave and Jefferson in terms of like recent RP history. The reason that's so impressive and the reason I bring it up, it's that most receivers that we talk about, um, they have roles, right? Uh, they have they, they have certain tools, they have certain skills, they have certain physical attributes that allow them to do well in certain roles. It's very rare to see a player uh, do well everywhere. Those are the kind of players that are what we would call special players. Chris Olave, mm-hmm. as a rookie, showing me green almost everywhere. Again, right out the jump. I don't know, man. There, there is something. There is something interesting about that. Um, and I, I, I know you're excited about it, but I, I'm certainly interested to see what year two will bring. Uh, for Chris Olave. Can we flip it to the other side? Now, uh, a player that is well beyond his rookie year and well beyond his prime of his career, uh, it's his running mate, Michael Thomas. Just a three-game sample here uh, in 2022. But boy, it's not looking great uh, for the once great Michael Thomas. (laughs) Funny, Michael Thomas, you know, uh, he was a guy that we did in in in-season tracking profile on this year yeah um and so when i was like you know what he might get cut uh i'll probably put a profile up on him just in case he gets cut and added this free agent group i was like all right well i got three games from 2022 how many do more do- oh don't need to add anymore that's it <laughs> he's done he's done <laughs> he's done right. he's, he's done, done at three games so hold on yeah okay. to be fair yeah to be fair three games is such a small sample you know, normal reception perception samples are eight games. I mentioned, like, let's right. have a caveat for Calvin Ridley earlier in the show on five games. Three is nothing. But in those three games, I definitely think we saw a declining player. Like, to be to be fair for Michael Thomas, like, I just mentioned Odell Beckham was up there in the third best success rate versus man coverage score of all time. Number two is actually Michael Thomas in 2018, wow. the year prior to his record-breaking campaign. You know, this is wow, a guy wow. like 89%. He was uh, one. He was sixth best in success rate versus zone coverage all time. Like, this was one of the best separators that we've seen play 
recently. 2022, a year and a half basically away from football, a full year away. A two, 2020 was even an injury-wrecked season. Right. Not so much. Now he's like 34th percentile success rate versus man, 17th percentile success rate versus zone. Still pretty good uh, press coverage scores, and he was running like more downfield routes, only 15.5% slant route rate in 2022 hmm. but um still could get open on those slant routes the flat routes but yeah pretty much anything in that like intermediate area he was really just more of a contested catch threat which is i to be fair uh he was a really great contested catch receiver he saw a contested target on 39 percent of his looks from weeks one to three and caught 88.9 percent of those targets so that's wild which is that's wild. which is why that's, wild. that's yeah. good <laughs> that is so good and remember remember like him in the first three weeks of the season Winning with Jameis Winston on like red zone plays uh, a lot in those like scoring areas. He was he was good in that area. So I think for Michael Thomas, um, I'm not ready to say he's like totally cooked. Although, again, he was hurt again last year. Who knows? I think if the Saints keep him around, he it will be because they want him as a complimentary player, a guy to win in the red zone, a guy to almost be sort of like what people thought Michael Thomas was going to be coming into the, into the pro in the pro game, short routes, slant flat, uh, contested plays, maybe some more big slot stuff. Cause really right now they have Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid, who I liked the flashes from Shahid yeah. in his reception yeah, yeah. perception sample, Same. but those are small guys. Olave's skinny. Shahid's tiny. Thomas would, I think, give them a little more size if they decided to keep him around. I'm so interested in Shahid, man. I, I just, I watched this yeah, guy dude, play. And he just makes good. plays, dude. I like this dude. Um, you know, and, and and you talk about the route running ability uh, of Michael Thomas as well. Obviously, did not flash that in 2022. By the way, the guy's only played 10 games amassed over his last three seasons combined. He played seven games in 2020, missed all of 2021, and then played three games um in uh 2022 so look obviously injuries have have sapped him but the knowledge up top the knowledge in his brain uh that i think he could impart on some of these younger guys too i don't know if he's that kind of teammate i don't know if he is or not uh but if he is certainly uh he could impart some knowledge on some of these younger dudes too and boy that that would be really uh helpful i think for some of these younger up-and-coming wide receivers they've got in Saints uniforms for sure. Uh, listen, there's a full-on data drop on receptionperception.com. I want you to go check it out. There's a ton of players uh, that have been updated and uploaded to the site. By the way, we are very close. We're inching our way towards a total site redesign, um, and it's kind of sort of we're soft launching that pretty soon here. I want to say in the next uh, in the next week or two, uh, we should hopefully see. Uh, some movement there, but uh, that's pretty exciting stuff, obviously. But again, um, we we hit on some guys here, but listen, there is a bunch more on the website, and we're going to be getting into that in next week's podcast as well, where Matt, I, I would imagine, is also going to have some combine takes and, uh, and, and some of these incoming rookie dudes uh, will have some data on them as well. And we'll pick, of course, Matt's brain on all those guys. Can they run a little bit faster for me, though? That would be that would be nice. Uh, these, oh, these I'm guys. sure you were just like, this is <laughs> oh, your man, worst these guys combine are slow. ever. Oh, man, these guys are slow. The yeah. running backs are running faster than these wide receivers, man. Like, what's going on here? I don't get it. Um, anyway, Smith and Jigba just like, I'm not running a 40. No thanks, James <laughs> Coe. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how am I supposed to base my takes on, on a non 40 wide receiver? Like what's happening? I can't do it. Uh, but no, um, (laughs) uh, but no, 
we do have a website for that, uh, by the way. Resumptionperception.com. But yeah, we're going to get into some of those combine takes, uh, get into uh, obviously news of the day, and, and some more of these uh, guys that we've charted uh, as well on next week's episode. But if you guys would like and subscribe to the show, that would be very much appreciated. For Matt Harmon, I'm James Cohn. See ya. 